Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We've had a great time bringing you... Any number of people running for mayor, including David O. and Democrats, a whole gaggle of Democrats, and the primary winner is with us, who uh, has been with us since I remember last year when the Phillies were going on this run. Dan, yeah, we were out at the ballpark. When we we first were out at the ballpark, and it was so loud. Sherelle Parker was with us and was gracious because it was very difficult to speak here, etc. And we're happy to bring her back and to find out what she would do as mayor. Sherelle, welcome back. It's only been a year since you started with us, or a little bit past that. Diamond Dan, it's an honor to be back with you, and go red. It's red October. Absolutely. Love it. Well, will you be wearing red then if uh, you win, or will you be be wearing orange? I, I can't quite tell what will happen. Oh, now, you know what? See, Dom, only you would know that that would be a crisis for me. And I've got to figure out how to merge the two. It'll be somewhere between red and orange. I thought you would say that. I knew as a veteran politician, you got to wear red, but orange is the signature here. That's a big-time thing. So I'm sure that will happen. Now, you, we're in sync on this, that the most important decision as mayor, particularly now, I think any time, is the person you put in as police commissioner because uh, morale has not been good. But I think under the interim guy, and again, I'm a big fan of doing something inside the department or at least a former connected to the department. Give us your thinking now that you've been through the campaign, had some time. This is the most important decision. What are you looking at? What are the criteria? So, one, Don, thank you for uh, acknowledging that. I, I do want to stay true. And, I, you know, I've been consistent since I've been uh, talking with you on this show and that I will not make any personnel decisions on the campaign trail. But I appreciate your affirming um, that knowing Philadelphia and knowledge of our uh, city um, is an extremely important uh, part of uh, what I believe is essential uh, for having a police commissioner to lead our department in the midst of this crisis. And so knowledge of the city, the cultural and emotional intelligence, that's extremely important as well. And uh, let me just say this, strong leadership. Like in no way in the world could Sherelle Parker, you know, God's will become the 100th mayor of this city. Um, And then we have a police commissioner who winces when he or she has to make 
tough decisions that some people may boo at and complain about. Well, leadership requires that you make tough decisions, and some people are going to be uncomfortable when we do that. So uh, as we, if, in fact, we uh, get the opportunity to do so, uh, move forward in leading this city, we will, uh, of course, have to do a, both a national and a local uh, search. But, listen, I'm a hometown girl, born and raised here in Philadelphia, and we are definitely going to pay very close attention to not only talent that's here, but I love the way you couched it. Um, you know, talent that's here and or they were here, and maybe they're somewhere else right now. Um, that will be extremely important to us. And it's also the holistic approach to public safety, uh, right? Um, people heard me talk about my community policing plan that was included in the neighborhood safety. Excuse me, I'm sorry if I That's okay. Yeah. The, 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 the neighborhood safety and community policing plan that I introduced when other people were shouting for us to defund the police, I said, that's not what people in my very uh, 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 proud, predominantly black, blue-collar, working-class neighborhood, that's not what they're saying. They do want zero tolerance for any misuse or abuse of authority. I won't tolerate it in the Parker administration, but police officers who work in the Parker administration, from the commissioner on down to the rank and file, up and down, they will know they have a mayor that appreciates and respects what they do, and we're going to make sure they're equipped with the resources that they need. And this is going to shock some people. Resources are not just funding to, and we need to get to our complement, right? We need to get back up to that 1600. But that also means technology when it comes to forensics, uh, telephones, uh, you know, body-worn cameras for anybody of police in our streets. That footage to me is a great defense mechanism that protects our officers. Um, you know, at a time when, you know, you can look at some footage and depending on where you see it, you need to get a, a holistic picture. At least we will have some footage. So those are the kinds of things. Well, look, that, uh, that I, I haven't heard important. you say that. I couldn't echo it more. A lot of money is put into the budget, but you're right in forensic slash the full picture here, because you're, you are a fan, a supporter of constitutional stops, et cetera, and that can be done, but there's going to be a lot uh, that the police uh, commissioner has to do to educate the public, and you've done it during heated debates about it's constitutional, and that's where police can stop a lot of bad incidents. You know what, Dom, is interesting. I appreciate your, uh, again, the way you just, you, you frame that, because a lot of people would immediately, I'm black, for, for those who don't know or who are in Dom's listening audience, I am a black woman who is a working uh, mother who has an 11-year-old uh, son who wears natural hair. I know uh, what it means to be profiled, particularly for black and brown uh, men. Um, and I know what has happened when that controversial, very polarizing title tool, Stop and Frisk, has been applied in an unconstitutional manner. And, Don, if you and Dan will remember, people tried to weaponize that against me during the primary. And I said, no. Let me tell you what I'm talking about, Philadelphia. I'm talking about Terry stops, Terry stops, Terry stops. This is when law enforcement must have just cause or and or reasonable suspicion to know that a crime mm -hmm. has been committed 
is being committed or will being commit will be committed. And I'm not willing to take any constitutional tool away from the police department and their efforts to make our public health and safety their number one priority. Now that's a controversial position some for some people. That is not controversial for me. The number one responsibility that the mayor has on his or her shoulders, according to the charter, is the public health and safety of our city. And I'm gonna make the tough decisions like shutting down open air drug markets, stopping open air uh, drug use. And people are gonna say a lot of things about it, but I'm gonna do it because our people deserve it. Well put. Now, one of the things, if I be so bold, you don't need encouragement on this because you've talked about it. The first 100 days as mayor, Whoever it is, you or David O, but I know you also. There's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of focus, and you've drilled down on something psychologically almost as important as the sports teams doing well, cleanliness in Philadelphia. And I think I haven't heard anybody else during these primaries talk about that. You've actually said around the clock. It's that important. It restores faith in government that something's getting done. Uh, uh, Don, listen, I've, I've said to you before and members of the listening audience here, because I've seen them out and they reminded me of it. You know, uh, I am, I was an athlete growing up. I was a cheerleader and I ran track and I'm extremely competitive. And the idea that anyone would call my city Philadelphia or think that our city is not, you know, a first class city because, you know, it's dirty. Right. I I have a problem with that, but I also view it uh, from a a position of optimism and that I know we can fix it. We do have to have around the clock cleaning and we have to use a multifaceted approach. We have the dynamic men and women who work for the city of Philadelphia sanitation uh, department and our streets department. We have to be in partnership with them. Um, We have our Philadelphia Horticultural Society. I just met with them recently uh, talking about how they're cleaning and greening spaces in the city. And then don't forget the program that when other people were talking about Philadelphia's dirty, I created a plan, okay, because I don't just talk about things. I like actionable items. I created Philadelphia Taking Care of Business, and it hires people in neighborhoods to actually clean the neighborhoods that they live in. And you should feel the sense of pride and dignity that our small business owners and, quite frankly, residents, when they see the cleaners on the commercial quarters that now will have to be uh, expanded to residential areas, they say, thank you so much. And it, it changes culture because now when I see you out sweeping the street and cleaning, you make me want to clean and sweep in front of my house. And so that uh, that is essential. A lot of people laughed at me when I I remember creating the program when I was a member of city council. Oh, she thinks she's doing something. Yeah, well, I started in my district. Um, it, it, it went from Broad Naomi to the lower northeast Oxford Circle, East Oak Lane, West Oak Lane, Mount Airy. And the people in my district said, yes, we just need more of it. I then introduced a $10 million transfer ordinance, and we took the program citywide. And if the people of this city elect me mayor, clean, green is going to be one of my number one priorities. And not just because I said it, but I'm proud that I've actually demonstrated to the city that I can scale a program that can be citywide. It's psychological, too. It's what you and I see in Philadelphia. We're joined on this. Now, let's talk about a tough thing. And I know you're on the campaign trail. You're not even mayor yet. And then there'll be a period of time before, if you were mayor, inaugurated. 
But the Sixers arena issue, what are some of the things you're going to do to take a look at that? And I'm not even sure the role of the mayor on this. Maybe you can tell us. I think it's the, as you were, a city council person. Do they have the first say on that? It would be Mark Squeal, I guess. Or is it the mayor? Tell me how that works. No, I, I and I, I thank you. Uh, you know, listen, as a former member of city council and a district council person in particular, I have a great deal of admiration and respect for the role that the district council member plays in land use. And in this issue, that would be council member Mark Swiller. However, as, as the mayor of this city, we are the sixth largest city in the nation, the poorest big city in the nation, and we cannot just afford to say no to any proposed economic development uh, project. Because we why we have to remember that because of our growing need of challenges, public safety, public education, home ownership, dealing with the, our challenge with the unhoused and homeless right now, mental and behavioral health, there are a lot of things that we need to be addressing. Well, the money just doesn't come from a black hole. We have to grow the tax base in order to do that. And and I just for the benefit of your listening audience, I want to give you some context here because I hate when people talk at me, but they don't really explain. Think about our $6.2 billion budget here in the city of Philadelphia. And when you look at our general, general fund revenues, about 41% of that revenue comes from business taxes, right? About 31% uh, uh, from wage and net profits. The uh, additional remaining about 10 comes from business income and receipts taxes. So I'm always going to make sure that I take a look at, if I am the mayor of this city, any proposal for economic development. With that being said, let me say this and be clear. I haven't told the Sixers that I support the project. I haven't told Comcast that I'm against the project. I've met with all sides. I've met with people interested in supporting all sides. I've talked with residents and a few of them who are part of, of different organizations, community development corporations, and I will make sure that I am listening to all stakeholders, Dom. And this is why this is important, Dom. By nature, I'm a collaborator. I bring people together, even when they are opposite sides of the issue, much like I've always, as a, a legislator, I had to work with both Democrats and Republicans and people who represented rural and suburban Pennsylvania, even mm -hmm. though I was from an urban area. And so that will be my approach. If somebody is saying, well, because I've heard a lot of people say her mind is made up. I've heard some people say, oh, no, you watch it. She's totally against it. A, gr a better way to describe what my approach would be as mayor is to say, well, the one thing I know is Sherelle Parker is going to get every bit of data and research about what's being proposed. She's definitely going to look at the economic impact, job creation, but she's also going to make sure she brings every stakeholder in to hear them, and she will use all of that information to make an informed decision. We're talking with candidate Sherelle Parker. Well, Harrisburg is a given that we'll see an uptick. Uh, the relationships you have and your background there, I think, will be very helpful. I wanted to go back to the arena, though. Is it your sense now? You've spoken to people. I've spoken to people, but you have spoken to more, and you are a very drilled down on these things, which I think is something that uh, in public life we need a lot more of. My sense is, though, 
that Chinatown, if I could speak in that kind of broad term, opposes this now. Is that your sense? And if it is, what would help to give something that would change that? So I I will argue that I am, you know, again, I've been here. You'll remember during the primary, I remember actually being downtown for some meetings, and there was a a, a very well-attended march um, and some other organized uh, activity. I remember, I think it was like the Coalition to Save Chinatown. They were marching with signs, and I paid very close attention um, um, to them and their efforts, and I will always appreciate uh, the right of any constituency to stand up and to voice their perspective about an issue. With that being said, let me say this to you. I went to high school, Dom, in Center City. I was there for four years at a 18 Market Street. Woolworths, where I would go for my hot dogs with my grandmother, was down the street from me, and the gallery that we frequented and went to every day was across the street and at 11th and Market. And um, in being able to tell people, I remember saying, I went to school downtown in Center City, and I remember saying, oh, it's true, I can walk to Chinatown from my, 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 my high school at 11th and Market. So I understand, you know, Chinatown's interest uh, and concern about this proposed economic development project being near, you know, what we define as Chinatown. And I will listen to their perspective and I will hear them, but I will make a, an informed decision based on all of the information and data uh, that I get access to that I believe wholeheartedly will ultimately be in the best interest of our uh, city. Um, and right now, our cost-benefit analysis, multiple studies, uh, I think, are out now being done, and um, hopefully we'll, we'll get a, a return on, on that investment uh, soon because we'll get to see um, what each of them uh, say. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to use data um, and, and research and facts to drive the decision-making. An area where I have high hopes, uh, given your background, given your drive, schools, and, you know, that's my background also. Can you give us something specific? You and Alan Dom, when we had you together, it was hard to get a debate because the two of you were very friendly, and uh, it was was a high debate. There was a difference on a few things. But he had a lot of things that I remember, specific things in schools. How about you, given your background? So part of that with Councilmember Dom and I, you were right. He and I, when you you were hearing him talk about a model at a school called Cristo Rey, you know, where where students actually uh, worked, um, you know, uh, part uh, during the week. They they worked one day or two days at via an internship at a firm here in the city of Philadelphia. We consider that a part of workforce development, those internships. That's extremely important. But Crystal Ray shouldn't be the only game in town. How about uh, when that is standard operating procedure? It should be here in the city of Philadelphia for our schools, but not just for internships. Just think about firms who benefit from doing business with the city. But for me, I want the building trades uh, back in, um, in in partnership with the school district of Philadelphia. I mean, Don, the only reason I know that I could never be a carpenter or do anything with metal is that in, in school, in middle school, at Austin, me in middle school in the Northeast, I had shop in carpentry. 
right? And and I and and I can remember we made a, a what do you call a napkin holder, and you had to bend the metal, and mine was locked up. <laughs> But I took it home, and I gave it to my grandma. Mommy put it on the table, and, oh, go, baby, thank you so much. But it was terrible. And I knew I was terrible at it. But, 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 no, but, Don, look, the only reason why I know it is because I had exposure uh, to it. And so I want that for our young people. In addition to that, think of life sciences and biotech. And not just students in the school district. Think about adults. Adults who are saying that, listen, I have a job now and I'm only making $7 an hour, you know, and I work 50 to 60 hours, you know, a week. I, you know, I would love to learn a new skill. Life sciences and biotech is thriving. You know, we've got to train our people for those jobs. Every industry that's thriving in the city, our people should have the ability to earn and learn at the same time. Because why? I want self-sufficiency. I grew up on public assistance. That means food stamps and subsidized food. I'm not embarrassed to say it. And health care, Dom, my grandmother was a domestic worker, and instead of working for a firm, she got paid by different clients under the table. That took her out of the tax structure. But guess what? I know that there is dignity when you can stand on your own, and you can own your own house, pay your own health care. Have a, a 401K or retirement security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what gives people access to dignity. That's also a violence reduction tool, economic opportunity. So that's where I'm going with public education. I want year-round, year-round educational opportunities. Uh, I think I came on your show before and somebody said, Sherelle, you want kids sitting in their classrooms with no air, no air conditioning, and sometimes no heat? From, you know, 8, yeah. 8.45 in the morning to 7.30 at night? No, Dom, you know that's not what I was saying. But we want schools open to teach, you know, additional, you know, academic enrichment courses, workforce development, financial literacy. You talk about Councilmember Dom and I, he and I had great synergy about that. The tools that will help Philadelphians be put on the path. I, I got it. Uh, Sherelle, thank you for being so gracious with the time. You, I'm Sherelle. flat out of time today. Where do they go, the website, to learn more about Sherelle Parker? www.sherelleparker.com. Please visit us. And to Diamond Dan, let me say this. People warned me when I first learned uh, about you not to come on your show because they said we are so different. And, uh, Sherelle, you should never talk to him. This has been one of the fairest opportunities that I, I have had to communicate with someone in the media. And although you and I agree to disagree on the number of items, you have always given me a fair shot. And I want to say in front of your listening audience, thank you. Thank you. Thank you well, Cheryl. thank you, Sherelle. Can hardly wait to see what happens next. Sherelle, thank you very much. We're honored to have you. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.